Welcome to BCC in 3 Talk, your decentralized hub for all things Web3. From blockchains to cryptocurrencies to NFTs, we airdrop knowledge and analysis from industry insiders, journalists, and founders. I'm your host, Jason Rowlett, a writer and editor at BCCN3.com. Now, let's get on with today's show. Hey, Token fans, Jason Rowlett here with BCC in 3 Talk. We are coming from Consensus 2023 in Austin, Texas. And with me today here with Aurora Labs is the founder, Alex. And we are so sir, on the podcast and, uh, and, and the show today. Tell us, uh, as the founder, tell us where the Aurora Labs kind of got founded and uh, what the problem is in the market that you guys kind of were solving. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me. So uh, Aurora Labs was founded a couple of years ago. I started, it's all, everything started with uh, my beginning of the journey inside of Near Protocol. Um, so I'm in crypto since 2015, but only in 2020 I joined uh, Near Protocol as a product manage- manager for everything that is Ethereum related. And back then it was two specific projects. One is the Rainbow Bridge that was semi-done. And another one was the, just a vague idea that it kind of makes sense to implement an EVM solution on top of Near. It makes sense from the standpoint of uh, uh, kind of compatibility for Near. So people who already have their smart contracts developed in Solidity, they are able just to launch it on top of Near, which is more performant, uh, more modern blockchain solution. Uh, but also it makes sense from the standpoint of the Ethereum community, so that nothing needs to be done. You are able to use the same code base but you're able to switch the engine on which uh, things are working, right? So instead of using Ethereum mainnet, now you're able to use near mainnet, right? Um, so combining these two ideas led to the development of the Aurora project, and the later this project was spun out of call uh, in uh, summer 2021, and uh, yeah, and since then we're uh, we're a separate company and uh, the separate uh, community. You're running here on the near protocol. Um, can you tell us about the the EMV uh, compatible chains uh, like near and, and relationship with near? So, uh, in general, relationship in between near and Aurora are extremely good, and uh, and even here uh, at Consensus Conference, we share the same booth. Um, EVM compatibility is something that is uh, uh, de facto a standard right now in the crypto industry. The majority of the developers, the majority of the tools are working with EVM compatible. In case you're, uh, in case you're building an L1 protocol, the obvious choice for you to have this EVM compatibility. Just the majority of uh, uh, of customers, of your users, or your uh, community is going to ask for this. Um, we we have great. We were we are a spin-off from Near. Uh, we maintain great, uh, very great relations. We're not going anywhere. Uh, Near is our biggest partner because it delivers to us uh, the things that we don't need to develop. So we are using Near Consensus, Near Storage Network, uh, all of these things uh, we are using directly from Near Blockchain, which simplifies our work, um, and we need to take care of less things. Uh, while on the other hand, we are also a good partner to Near because 
we are giving this compatibility to them. Uh, so they are able with a lot of developers that can, they can onboard on their blockchain. Excellent. And and uh, as as we were speaking about earlier, you have um, uh, your 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 gas fees are far lower than, than Ethereum, so you're really kind of carving out a niche there within the market, serving people with a far lower transaction fees. Uh, can you tell me how, how you've achieved that and, and uh, kind of the, the difference with Ethereum kind of supposedly, I don't know, being a competitor, but, but the, the difference there where you're really forging ahead with far lower gas fees? So we don't see Ethereum to us. Uh, in fact, we're really glad that that we do have these two big ecosystems that are helping us near on the kind of settlement layer and Ethereum on the execution layer because we're using EVM, which is the Ethereum virtual machine. This is a runtime where Solidity smart contracts are executed. So we see them both. Now, the reason why transaction fees on Aurora are pretty low is because Aurora is working on top of Near, And the core feature of Near protocol is that it is horizontally scalable. Uh, uh, that more demand on the blockchain and on the block space, then Near can restructure itself and give and supply uh, this this additional space. And here is here lies the core difference from the Ethereum blockchain. For Ethereum blockchain, every 12 seconds there is a block. It has up to 30 million gas inside of it, which is a fixed amount of computation that can be handled. And in case additional demand on it. Uh, well, just like it means that somebody needed is going to be dropped out, and this somebody is going to be the one who is paying less money. So there is competition, and Ethereum by default, by the way how it is built, it cannot scale the size of the block. While near is built in a different way, uh, from the very beginning, I've been thinking of the concept that is called sharding, which means the parallelization of the execution of the, smart, of the transactions. So in case the transactions are coming to different smart contracts, they can be calculated in parallel. The way how near runtime works is pretty different, and that's why by default it is not compatible with EVM, with Ethereum. So, so near was focused on building this highly scalable infrastructure. Uh, however, Aurora is able to make sure that this is a middleware layer that 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 enables the usage of the EVM compatible solutions on top of near so here is the thing and our our gas prices are dictated by the gas prices of the near protocol which are lower and much but it can sometimes lower than ethereum fees nice and then as, as far as uh, those that you're serving can you tell us about your community and kind of uh maybe some of the feedback you're, you've gotten from the market um maybe a bit about you know who you're serving um oh yeah so we have a pretty large community uh, we have one of the largest regional communities we are a pretty decentralized protocol um according to uh, according to our research like in comparison with other protocols we are not trying to centralize all of the community you know in one twitter account or anything like that it's just uh people are doing different things we have a very active latam community we have a very active uh, india community uh vietnamese community just insane uh my sending my love to turkey uh they are also very very um, you know Super, super, super great people. And 
it's not only the local communities, but it's also some people who are uh, united by uh, their loves to NFTs uh, or in general um, kind of different contests and stuff like that. Um, now, uh, on Aurora right now, there are around 250 applications that are working. Uh, very, very different uh, verticals. Uh, obviously, in the beginning, uh, when Aurora was just launched a couple of years ago, uh, there was a big push for DeFi applications, and many many developers have been launching this. Uh, in fact, since uh, uh, since uh, 2021, uh, we've got uh, three key big protocols that are working on top of Aurora, uh, and this is a name and protocol and a couple of lending protocols. Uh, but besides that, we also have big names who are onboarded to Aurora, including Curve, including One Inch, uh, Dodo, and, and others. Right. So, uh, but DeFi is not the limit. It's not. It's not the fenced environment. Anyone is able to launch their uh, their applications, and in fact, for example, a, a, a one game was launching on Aurora, and at some point in time, uh, and back then, so the game is called Moonflower Farmers, and back then, um, the transactions on Aurora have been fully subsidized. They have been fully free. Everyone, and it. At, at that the uh, the demand on the Aurora blockchain uh, to play this game was just insane and uh, and like it got you know populated all of the all of the block and, and the blockchain was working on the uh, kind of on the edge of, of what is possible and, and it was robust uh, scalable and uh, since then uh, the uh, can I the fees were introduced. However, we are we do have uh, great additional mm, solutions that help to onboard on the blockchain, and one of the solutions is Plus. And through registering that there and through um, up your access to the blockchain the proper way, uh, users are able to get 50 free transactions per month just to explore things. You don't need to buy crypto. Uh, to transact, you're just getting free transactions and that's it. For example, to play games like Moonflower Farmers or actually uh, we have also a pretty active community who is developing right now uh, small games like Wordle, they ported Wordle on Aurora, they ported, ported uh, 2000, uh, uh, 2048 this game when you need to merge. And there is an additional uh, development, some developers are doing merging of NFTs in the same kind of fashion thing, uh, so so pretty cool stuff. The use cases, uh, the main verticals for the use cases are DeFi, NFTs, gaming. It's pretty much the same as in any uh, blockchain ecosystem. Excellent. Tell us about your roadmap going forward. Where would you like to see Aurora? Uh, how how would you like Aurora operating in the next uh, three to five years? Let's say. So that's uh, that's a very good uh, question and. I would encourage uh, who is uh, watching this uh, interview also to check out my talk uh, that is going to be later today uh, on consensus. Um, my strong conviction is that in order for a Web3 industry to succeed, uh, we need to be working with Web2. And Web2 is going to become a, uh, a, a groundbreaking partner for us in order to grow and change the world. And from that standpoint, it means that uh, it's very important for Web3 people to start working with Web2, start hearing the language that they uh, they speak, and uh, start serving 
the the products that are solving their their pains, right? So problems. Um, and with Aurora, we always have been thinking about it. We always have been thinking of the limitations of the EVM and how can, how this can be sorted out. Uh, and from the very beginning, we were choosing the architecture of Aurora that now allows us to develop a new product that is called Aurora Cloud. And this is a new category among all of the uh, blockchain products that exist. It, the thing that we've invented, uh, we call it blockchain containers, which, uh, which is a an specific chains that are not disconnected, that are not siloed, that are able to uh, interact with each other. Um, and this is extremely, extremely important because this is the way how the world is working right now. We have servers, and the servers are able to talk with each other through some APIs, and uh, uh, and things just work. This is how internet uh, uh, is operating right now. So with blockchain containers, we don't see that the blockchain is is any any of a difference of of some additional feature for digital businesses, right? Yeah. Everybody is going to have something like a blockchain, but then you need to make sure that they, these blockchains are able to interoperate and, and call each other and get the data. So this is the thing that is created inside of our and uh, uh, with the help of the NEAR protocol and its scalability. So, in, so for four, four and a half years, we have been building this solution, and now this solution is ready. Uh, we started one instance of Aurora that is called Aurora Mainnet right now, but but now we're transitioning to launching many different Auroras for the clients and for communities, and these Auroras are able to interoperate with each other. This is the way how how we see the blockchain uh, technology transforming in the future, and for us the biggest uh, uh, the biggest things that we are focusing right now we are focusing 70% of our uh, of our time. Uh, into onboarding web to businesses and making sure that it is comfortable for them to work, and that we are uh, we are we are we are getting the feedback from them what needs to be developed, and we are incorporating this feedback in our existing solutions. Right now, we are already very confident that uh, that the thing that we have been iterating on for the last two and a half years uh, is of a proper robustness, security, and user experience. And it can make a big difference for existing Web2 businesses. Excellent. Well, Aurora doing so much on the cutting edge technology. Alex Shevchenko, thank you so much for being on the show. All right, Token fans, we will catch you here live. We are again at Consensus 2023 in Austin, Texas, continuing to bring you all the best in blockchain and DeFi technology here at the event. We'll see you next time, Token fans. Take care. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on Twitter at bccn3 underscore media and subscribe to our newsletter at bccn3.com. From our website, you can also join in the conversation in our Discord channel and Reddit page. And we will see you here next time on BCCN3 Talk. <laughs>